This Christmas, from the makers of Mayweather McGregor, Valentine's Day, and Rocky, uh, one of them, The Ghosts of Dana White, starring UFC president and one and only Dana White. Listen, you fucking dummies. Nobody fucking goes home this Christmas. You all have a fucking New Year's fucking show to do. So you get back here. No Christmas bonus because fuck Reebok. And you know what? I've run out of money. So fuck you guys. Get back to work. Will the ghost of Christmas past BJ Penn be able to change Dana's mind? Oh, Dana, no, bro. You got to be nicer because, like, remember what happened to me and I went away for a while and then I came back. But now I think I'm a ghost because, like, I've died in the ring. So, like, no, bro, make a change, bro. Perhaps this Christmas, it'll take a visit from ghost and UFC present, George's St. Pierre. Uh, Dana White, I have to tell you, I did not appreciate you uh, being so uh, mean to GSP and saying... Uh, that uh, he no respect uh, the, the, the belt. The most important thing about GSP, yes, no, is uh, that, uh, yeah, GSP wants to come in for the money to screw over the Dana White. And uh, you mistreat me, then maybe somebody else gets mistreated as well. GSP will stand up to you and uh, make a fighter's union, yes, no? In his toughest challenge yet, he comes face-to-face with the UFC future ghost stoner Nate Diaz versus Dana White Nate Diaz you know I just want to say one thing and it's like Dana White doesn't even fucking respect me you know I mean I'm a fucking ghost son but like I come from a fucking future and the thing is I know you guys see me and you think I'm a ghost and like I just said I'm a ghost but like the real thing is I'm so high that like I got a lot of smoke that just like makes me seem like I'm a motherfucking ghost. But I'll tell you one thing. I know I'm so deep in fucking Dana White's head that one of my homies went up and asked him, why are you so all up on Conor McGregor's nuts? That's like a real story. Look that shit up. And like, that's how you know that like, I'm the ghost of Christmas future, dog. Because like, Motherfuckers be looking at me and asking when the fuck is he gonna fight again. I'm like, dog, I'm the fucking ghost of Christmas future. I don't even fucking know. Anyway, I'm gonna fucking get out of here. I don't even fucking care about this shit. I'm not gonna fight again. Hey, um, give me like 15 million dollars while I'm not fighting. Cause I need to smoke weed every day. The question this holiday season Will President Dana White have a change of heart? Probably not, cause fuck you guys. Hey, Merry Christmas. Or whatever the fucking fuck you celebrate. And fuck you, movie guy. You're talking over me. I don't really appreciate it when you talk over me. Because I'm the one that's saying, don't fucking this, talk when I talk. This, it's not It's not this Christmas. It's this holiday season, you motherfucker. This Chris holiday season. This, uh, midnight showing. December 25th only. Single theaters. Can't find it. Fuck you guys. And it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier and more entertaining from outside the cage. It's a slow news cycle when you're going to talk about rumors of whether or not Floyd Mayweather's training, but it's time for Verbal Tap where we're going to do our best. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, 
The man who inspired the screenplay, I heard, of Dana White, The Ghosts of Christmas. Raph Esparza, Raph, how are you doing? I'm still here, dog. No, Nate, Nate, I told you, you were going to help us cut the promo, then you were out of here. Those are the rules. No, dog, I'm like, you ever get, like, so fucking stoned that you, like, can't find your way out? Seconds before we started this podcast, yeah, Raph had to talk me through the whole apparatus, but it's showtime now. Shit, dog, was there, like, a fucking spaceship out there? Because, like, I couldn't tell. The one that left the sperm cloud? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, dog. I thought that was fucking like, that was like fucking like stars fucking jizz and shit now, man. I don't fucking know. Unequivocally. Well, champ, can't wait to see you back in the cage. If we Yeah, I, mean, I can. Fuck that shit, man. Well, train some jiu-jitsu. Yeah, take a super fight while you're... Nah, dog. I'm already good at that. I don't need that fucking shit. Anyway, um, I'm going to show myself out, man. So, like, fuck y'all. Verbal tap fans. The one, the only, actually, there's two of them, Nate Diaz. I'm going to bring in co-host, grappler, and now wrestler extraordinaire, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? Ole, 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 ole. damn it. It's like now I'm facing the ghosts of Christmas. Can pass. Well, maybe uh, you should ask yourself, Phillips Kevin, if you have uh, also been Scrooge on this uh, podcast. Yes, no? Maybe <laughs> yes, the uh, screenplay was meant to uh, be a warning sign to you. <laughs> you cut to the core of HGSB. Just get on. I feel like I owe you the same amount I owe a psychologist. That's just yeah, of course. Uh, my uh, my invoice is in the mail. <laughs> GSB hey, makes very funny jokes. Actually, yes, no. while you're here, did you hear Bisping called you a dick? <laughs>, laughs in GSP. <laughs> oh, man. That is too good uh, to make Michael Bisping call me a prick. And uh, yes, no, I did not read any of the articles because uh, I do not listen to that trash. But uh, yeah, yeah, go for it. You think he's pissed off because you tried to choke <gasps> the life out of him? No, okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, was I will to, give uh, Verbal Tap the, the exclusive because okay. uh, I love you guys. Okay. Uh, or at least one of you. I don't we know about the other laugh one. that, I guess. This round. But go ahead. But get this. This is... Uh, so someone uh, once... Uh, I don't know how you say this in uh, in uh, America, but uh, in uh, French Canada, we have a thing where we play... Uh, it's what's called a prank on someone and this prank was hey gsp would you be up and willing to uh take uh, a championship belt away from michael bisping and i was like <laughs> nothing make uh, gsp laugh more than a silly prank so yeah i did that that was that was it and i did it and he's no longer a champion so uh-oh oops, oops. i did it again <laughs> oops he did it. to quote uh, a timely song uh from one uh, miss spears Brittany. Miss Spears, Brittany, I see what you did there, champ. And I'm a big fan of your work and by your work. Verbal tap fans, the champion, until he sees fit, George's St. Pierre. Ole, 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 ole. Merry Christmas from GSP. (laughs) Now it is literally anyone's guess who I'm about to ask. How, Raph Sparza, I think, is back. How are you this evening? I'm fine, dude. How are you? Oh, uh, good. Raph? Yeah, dude, it's me. 
Obviously, I feel I, th- there are times. This is the closest I've ever felt like you were Bitcoin to me. But that's how I feel like I don't you think. Are listen, right you have like, dated maybe, this show now maybe. to the point where people don't know what year it is because <laughs> they're listening to it and they go, "I'm sorry, did he make a Bitcoin reference? This is the year 2020. I don't know what that is anymore." <laughs> listen, dude. <sighs> People in 2020 are going to love that joke, by the 100%. Way. When, we, when we have an uptick in people who are listening yeah. to the archives. Um, no, Kevin, it's me. Cool. I'm glad you were doing this. Let's talk some current events. You, yeah, we will. You've been training all over the place right now. You've been doing a little bit more traveling, which drives me a No, bit bro, I don't know where I am. Did yeah, I? Exactly. No? Uh, let's start, let's start. I'm really curious. Floyd is secretly training MMA. Floyd Mayweather, this broke. You published it on our verbal tap wall. Is this, is this on? Hello? Oh, for sake. BJ Penn has stopped by the podcast. Guys, I'm trapped. Um, you're not trapped. You have to hold the whole set to your ear. That's the point. Okay. Hold on. Um, Hey, are we talking current events? Yes, we are. Okay, so I noticed that you had stuff for, um, you know, the Diaz brother. I don't know which one it is because they they sound the same to me, bro. I know that's racist, but okay. And then you had one for GSP. So, like, you know, what's what's in the news for BJ Penn? Um, that fighter got naked at weigh-ins. Oh, that, bro, that's not cool, bro. I, I don't know anything about that. Come like, on, you would have you would have done that back in. The I mean, day, here's right? the thing. I, I loved it. It was very funny. I laughed, <laughs> but like, bro, no, no, bro. Like, I looked at him and I was like, I why? Loved it. It was very but you know, it was like at first, it's kind of one of those things where you think that you're in somebody's head, and then you realize, like, maybe like a year after, they were in yours. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember when I fought at like a king in the cage that was never published or known recognizably. Um, yeah, bro. Like one time I stripped down and I was like, look at it, bro. Look at it. <laughs> and that was when I was the prodigy, you know, and, and now I can't pull that off. because You know, <laughs> no. you lose some of it, bro. I mean, it goes away sometimes. So. It's 2017. It's a real borderline moment. But if you are, like, it is the only time that's like, hey, nudity prepared. And I like that. It was like, hey, this is how I weighed in. This is how I'm weighing out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, bro. More pressure on the fight, though? More pressure? Well, I mean, I hope not, bro. (laughs) I mean, if I lose, I got naked, bro. Then, like, you know what I mean? What is this? Like, spring break all over again, bro? I guess. And that's the whole thing. I hope it doesn't start this trend because that would be really sad. But, but if you're naked, you have to be like, winner takes loser's ass. Let's just oh. draw this straight up. I mean, that's just how it feels. I'm gonna say, I put think your this pants got on. very uncomfortable for BJ. So oh, I'm, I'm going to take off my headset <laughs> and I'm going to walk 15 steps to the left. Uh, all right. Well, Hold on. Bye, everybody, I think. Bye. Ghost of Christmas Fast, VJ Fed. Because I died. Remember, you talked about these three times in the ring or octagon, whatever you call it. Hello, Bellator. I can see the light. Oh, God. No, please don't do it, BJ. 
Uh, look, it's been a busy MMA season. We've gotten the review, nice stories. I'm tr- still trying to get to the bottom. Raph? Yeah, dude. I swear to God, if you say yeah, dude, like you've been here every every time, I really won't go crazy. I mean, like, 2017 was a side. Hold on, Kev, what are you talking about? I've been here the whole time. Oh, fuck off. Okay, has Floyd secretly been training MMA? No. Yeah, you're sure? No. Okay, I okay. don't think so either. Okay. Like, what That's does that mean? Because when has Floyd ever kept his mouth shut about something he was doing? You mean to tell me <laughs> that this motherfucker was training in secret? Like, we see Demi Lovato every day she trains, but Floyd won't put up a little Instagram post? Not just not, not just dude. for the likes? Bullshit. Bullshit. Okay. And you know what? Here's my thing. I love when people say, you know, photos or it didn't happen. Video or it didn't happen is what I put down. I want to see him grapple. Show me that video. I stand by that. I stand by your choice. And it's like, oh, he's just been wrestling a little bit. He's like a fucking boxer. He's not been doing that Don't shit. Don't blow me. Like, this is B to the S. And more specifically, to your point, Floyd has usually, I mean, the things he has tried to keep secret end up in court. We haven't heard once in those depositions. Oh, I was out doing jujitsu. So I don't think it's true. I just, I don't see it, dude. And more importantly, like, have you ever been around a grappler? You know the minute that they go to grapple, they they tell you about it. They never stop talking about it. Look at us. That's the whole reason you know that I am training is because I don't shut up about it. We started and, a podcast for sake just because we grapple. It's like they get it. Five stars on iTunes, though. Five stars, definitely. And and here's the thing. That's why when Kevin is introducing me, he's like, oh, Raph's been wrestling all around the world. I'm just training, dude. And Kevin's living vicariously through me. And I'm the worst person to live vicariously through. So, you know, deal Here with we it. are. It, and yet you think that Floyd Mayweather is going to do this training. And here's the thing. If he's talking so much shit about it, let's assume that it's, it is a diversion. And he really has been training this whole time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Who's going to vouch for that? Maybe he had them sign some non-disclosure agreements. But you know how I know that never happened? Grapplers don't make money. <sighs> and if they did, they'd fuck it up somehow. And they would go, hey, you know who I trained? A beer and bolo with fucking Floyd. No. Yes. And I contend this, Kevin. I've got one more for you. I think this is the concrete proof right here, right now. During his fight with Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor basically was grabbing around his waist. At no time did Floyd show any comprehension as to how to get out of a very simple back take. Boom. Not a grappler. Evidence, proof, pudding, whatever. Rap, I'm excited about Vinnie Gordon, the slap fight super fight. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. This is great. Vinny and Gordon are both. Uh, Vinny's got a, probably. <clears throat> who's got the edge? I was going to say Vinny, right? How do we start on this one? Okay, so. MMA um, fight wise, right? That's my thought. I don't know. I mean, Vinny is hard to submit, period. And if you really think about it, what a world 
we've gone through right. to the point where we were all convincing ourselves that Vinny versus Gary was going to be the best match in the world. And it was a good match. But then common sense started to come in when we saw it at like ADCC, which was, oh, shit. Vinny's so much bigger than Gary, and he's really good at grappling, too. Okay, cool. When we saw it at EBI, then, you know, Gary narrowly won by EBI overtime rules. Those were amazing matches. Gordon stylistically matches up great. He has a good grappler IQ. He has a good body type that kind of matches up a little bit better, I think, with Vinny. So it, it's intriguing just on paper. But then you add in the element that Vinny's actually trained strikes for part of his MMA career. But the idea is that Vinny's kind of pumped the brakes on his MMA career. So does that stall him? I don't think you'll forget how to do it. But I also don't think it's quite the same as riding a bike. So those are interesting questions that I think we're going to find out. Come guess when, Kev? That fight. Oh, Cinco de Mayo. Really? Next year. Yep. Doing it May 5th over in Vegas. And I do believe we are looking into being there ourselves. So. Ooh. Oh, you did. This is where you sent me about the May business. Interesting. Interesting, so, Rafa Sparta. Hey, guys, everybody. So get excited for that. We also have an EBI coming up here in February. Um, I think it's February 17th. And if you guys want to know some good intel right now, I can tell you with good certainty that there is going to be the uh, EBI out here on the 17th. And that's with, like, Jason Hayden and a whole bunch of homies. And the very next day out in Orange County the next USSGL is going. You guys can go sign up for that right now. It is at USSGL.com. And I will have a promo code for you at the end of the podcast. Ha! Listen to that. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Raph, <laughs> that's pretty awesome, actually. I didn't have anything other than I was going to talk about how snug I've been kept in this mm-hmm. snowy blizzard. By our friends, the one, the only North-South Jiu-Jitsu underwear. It's Mm. just so comfy. It's uh, 18 degrees right now, so I've been having to dress aggressively for winter if I want to work out outside or anything. So it's nice to have a companion along the way. Go check out their website, NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. Check it out. I recommend the A3 if they're girthy, hipped, but athletic. There you go. There you go, Raph. I was going to mention wow. my hips somewhere in that promo. He knew it was. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. You want to go do some over-under slash holiday cheer about veteran soap? Let's do that. And Raph. Since mm. you've gotten to try the product, if you please. Yeah, we're live with this. I'm getting spiteful. Go. Wait, what are, we, are we live now? We're live. Was that part of the intro? Oh, you're right. We're supposed to be nice. This is a nice episode. I'm mm. sorry. Hold on. I got to really recalibrate. You go ahead. You do your thing. Thank you. Uh, hey, everybody. So, you know, end of the year. We like bringing on people with good stories, people who do good in the community. And Kev, I know you're against it, but we had a discussion off air and we said for the betterment of the podcast, we would be nice, right? Yeah, you especially said it. And I was like, all right, well, I guess if he was brought under that pretense, I'll just yes and it and we'll stay nice. To be fair, it kind of flip flopped. Like at one point I was like, we're going to be nice forever. And then Kevin convinced me that we're going to be mean. 
and I was almost there for about a day, and then I was like, "Yeah, fuck." So it was good. It was a good back and forth, I think. But here's the thing, Kev. Whenever we do an over under, Kevin, we like to bring on people with diverse backgrounds, uh, individuals who do a, a plethora of things inside the world of MMA and BJJ. But this time, I decided to reach deep. Somebody who provides not only a service for the grappling community, but has also served our country. So now, like, anything you do, Kevin, is anti-USA, essentially, by yeah. proxy. Yeah, pretty clear okay. tribute. I got you. Absolutely. But more importantly, he also happens to be a friend of the Hayden brothers, which immediately makes him friends Gross. to us. But uh, he is somebody who reached out to me, and I, I'm so excited to bring him on because I think he's got a cool story. We want to introduce you to him. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our friend, TJ Butler. TJ, how are you doing, sir? Doing great. How are you guys doing? Very well. And I have to tell people this right away. Um, if you guys were watching you know, some of our ancillary kind of stuff, you heard me talk about Grappler Beard and Body, where our good friend TJ is the owner and distributor for that. And he sent me a, a, a copy, or not a copy, it's not like a digital download, but he sent me uh, a product sample of one of his soaps, and it was amazing. Now, here's where it gets a little Hold odd. on, can we work on digital downloads, though, for soap in the coming 100%. future? 100%. Sales. <laughs> a little 3D printer. Yeah. I'm just throwing out ideas, obviously. But TJ was so nice to send me a sample, and I said, I, we have to bring him on, because I love the soap, first of all, so... Kudos to you. You have a beard, it, and you're it a appeals to a lot of that. I, I have a, a beard. Uh, I am a grappler, and uh, you know, cleanliness is super important when you're training with all sorts of grouse. So, TJ, how did this all happen? Like, tell us a little bit about you and and why, because they've already got soaps, so we know that exists. But I want to know, like, how does your story play into, like, the idea of you wanting to actually do this and, and go more into it as a business? Okay. So I was in the military for eight years. And uh, as everyone in the military knows, you have to shave every single day, you know, to go to work. So we'd always sit around talking about, you know, when we get out, we're going to grow these giant beards. And uh, I ended up getting out of the military and I grew a humongous beard which uh, everybody that I trained jujitsu with thought was disgusting because, you know, after I'd roll with somebody, they'd be picking beard hairs out of their mouth or like try to grab my lapel and get a handful of beard hair and there would just be beard hair everywhere. So I was like, man, like, you know, there needs to be something for like, you know, cleanliness of the beard because like there's not really too many like beard products out there marketed at the jujitsu community. And, you know, there's tons of guys that have huge beards in jujitsu. So at first, what I wanted to do was uh, start a beard oil company. And my wife was always into like essential oils and stuff. So, you know, I went to her and I was like, hey, like, you know, we need to come up with some kind of blend for this because I don't want all that staph germs in my beard and, you know, get all those nasty funk up in there. So mm -hmm. we came up with a, a beard oil at first and, uh, you know, we weren't really fully formed as a company yet. So... I didn't really like understand how that worked and I had to take all the proper steps and found out that there was like a ton of licensing that I needed to do. So I was like, you know what, if we're going to go all out, we might as well, you know, do a full hygiene thing. And then we just decided to go with the soap instead. <laughs> so that's pretty much how it all started. So let me ask this. Did you get into grappling before you were in the service? 
So in the military, you do, you know, you do a little bit of grappling, so like an army combative system, which uh, you don't do very often. Uh, you don't do it often enough to be like a threat to anybody that knows how to grapple, really. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like a treat every now and then we would do combatives and it was like an awesome time to get your grudges out with people and stuff. So I did a little bit of that, but I never got to the level that I got to after I got out of the military when I started training a lot. And, you know, being able to use my GI Bill gave me a ton of time to really dedicate to jujitsu. So for a while I was going twice a day, you know, just getting as much mat time in as I could. So majority of the time was outside of the military. So do you know about it pre-combatives? Do you know about jujitsu? Say that again. Do you know about jujitsu pre-combatives? Oh yeah, yeah. I knew about jujitsu pre-combatives. I've, I've had tons of friends that have done it. You know, I was just always. I guess I was that friend that that everyone's trying to get to go train that never really does. I think everybody that trains has one of those friends. What <laughs> year did you start? Uh, I started. Uh, well, I did while I was in the army. I did go to this little MMA gym up in Fairbanks, Alaska, and I uh, trained there for maybe four months or so. And then uh, I had to move to a different duty station, so I stopped. And but really, I started uh, about two years ago, like full time. I would say. All right. So this is the part when we reveal to you that Kevin's beginnings in jiu-jitsu also start in a combatives in Kansas. Is that correct, Kevin? Yeah. Joe the Nose Wilk, a purple belt at the time, now a black belt and a seasoned fighter. Uh, for a long time, out in combative sports center, Manhattan. But, yeah, at K-State, they taught military combatives because the Army was starting to have enough where they were starting to teach their own. So the people mm -hmm. that were training them started to teach one at K-State, and it was awesome. It was like, holy shit, <laughs> what have right. I learned? Uh, and that's when yep. I got uh, extremely interested. So parlayed that as well. But combatives, yeah. combatives is no joke in terms of at least you get, like you said, not against a grappler, which I would agree with. But once you against a civilian, it's pretty powerful stuff. And we'll give you that first initial base, right? Sort of like wrestlers uh, makes you at right. least, makes you at least annoying. And then you started yeah. Alaska. You're training now. Uh, do you make the soap yes. out of person fat? Is this a fight thing, or how? Uh, no, no, we are. Uh, we are not like the Fight Club movie. At the door. I just <laughs> I saw a lot of corollaries. I thought I'd ask. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, you know, I actually, uh, I have it manufactured for me, so I don't have to, like, uh, I, we're not that big to where we have, like, a factory that pumps this soap out, so I kind of have to outsource my uh, manufacturing for it, but it's all, everything's American-made and stuff, and I, you know, I have full freedom of, you know, what I, what I want to go in the soap, and, you know, everything from ingredients to the shape to the smell to texture and all that stuff, so... Now, here's where we begin, Kev. When I see the soap arrive, first of all, very impressed. The packaging is amazing. But I like I looked at it and I go, oh, man, this is pretty cool. And then my wife sees it. So Kelly sees it and she just goes, oh, that's an impressive display. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, mm hmm. 
he works with his wife, huh? And I was like, yep. And she goes, you can tell. It's yeah. a good team. And I was just like, yeah. I go, so I had to message TJ. I was like, send your compliments to your wife because it's one thing for my wife to look over and she goes, first of all, it smells great. Second of all, she's like, this packaging looks immaculate. And third of all, I like that she could tell like right away. She's like, it's got a nice touch to it. Can't be a dude. And I was like, babe, <laughs> what if he's gifted and you don't know that? Uh, but obviously that's really cool. So like when you and your wife are working together and you're putting this, I like the fact that you guys are, 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 are in conjunction on this. But now does she train as well? Uh, no, she doesn't. She doesn't do jujitsu. She's kind of like the, uh, you know. I tell her what I'm trying to accomplish as far as like the blend. And then she kind of like points it the direction. Like, you know, maybe if, if you're trying to avoid this, then we can use this oil or, you know, you know, if you want it to be extra moisturizing, then we'll, you know, put this oil in it. So she's like the mastermind behind the blends kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. That's cool. I was just yeah. wondering if there's ever disagreements in the company. Have you written sort of the UFC charter where if there's a disagreement uh, that used to exist between the Fertitta brothers where that Dana White would be referee and grappling would be the decision maker? Uh, <laughs> that is an actual thing. Look that up if yeah. you have not ever read that. But I just wondered if that was a condition there. So is there a 51% stake interest that you have in this? Does the wife uh, have 50.5? Like, how does this work? Uh, I mean, you know, actually, we haven't really had a disagreement yet, so Uh-oh. maybe we should instate the grappling thing because it would kind of work out in my favor, I think. <laughs> grappling clause. <laughs> grappling clause. Because yeah. when Kevin and I heard yeah. about that grappling clause, we put it into our contract like 100% when we started working together because we were like, yeah. oh, there's got to be times where we don't like each other. Um, now, tell me this, because one of the, the nicest things I hear about it so quickly about your story is that you know Jason Hayden, because he was out in Alaska for Lord knows how long, and he speaks so fondly of it, but how did you run into him? Uh, yeah, so um, every mor- or every Monday morning in the Army, we would have to go down to like the motor pool, which is like a humongous parking lot for all our military vehicles, and we'd have to do like maintenance on these things, and uh for the longest time, so many people just kind of like, like bullcrap their maintenance. And, you know, the army was like, we obviously know that these trucks are pieces of crap because no one's like really doing maintenance on them. So they like made it to where we had to get a mechanic to like sign off on our, our maintenance checklist just to make sure that we were actually, you know, doing the maintenance on the work or on the trucks. And, uh, Jason was a, uh, mechanic down there in the, at the motor pool. So, I would see him every Monday morning and, you know, try to get his signature to, you know, for my, my maintenance and stuff that I would conduct on the vehicles. So, okay. That's how I initially met him. Have you had the opportunity to train with him? Not Jason. Um, I actually trained with his brother, Josh, though. He came out to my gym and did a little seminar and stuff. And, you know, I rolled with him. So that was pretty cool. What did you take away from that? Um, well, he has a extremely strong leg lace and, uh, is the 80 20 system. That was my first experience with it. And, you know, that was kind of my first experience, like jumping into the leg lock game in general. So I felt like, you know, I learned a lot. Actually, there's tons of small little adjustments with heel hooks and stuff. And it was, it was a really good seminar. But can we discuss the real, I guess, elephant in the room, which is that the Hayden brothers are just mostly assholes, right? Horrible people. <laughs> like, yeah. and you I, I, I want to make this very clear because I know you're going to go somewhere, but I want to make it very clear 
that their technique makes them assholes. Two of the best human beings there are in this world. We love them. They are family here. But when you roll with them, they are giant assholes. Now, why is that, Kevin? I'll tell you why. Because I've had the opportunity to work, like to actually train with both. And if you think that they roll differently, they really don't. There's just a mini version and a big version. And I've read, or at least heard, that there's another brother who they're like, oh, he doesn't train that much. But he's also got the gift, too. So, whole family, unfair, on their Snapchat this year, I think Jason put up footage of, uh, I think, their older brother, Tony, trying to, like, like, they're on a sofa. And it's like the two of them are trying to grapple. And, like, Josh is just easily, like, swatting away. And I'm like, dude, you're not even going to do us a solid and put up the full match. You're just going to give us a Snapchat? Boom. We want the anyway, whole thing. Short preview. I just wanted to see the match. I wanted to see if, I mean, we've heard these things about the brother being even better than them. So I guess the long of the short of it is, TJ, uh, rolling with uh, Jason is uh, a problem. But really, rolling with uh, Josh is uh, no different of a huge problem. Just maybe a little... Little right. less weight at first, More but Jason knows how to really do it. <laughs> I, would I mean, that's I mean, that's a gut check. I don't know that. Here's the thing about Jason's that's a little different than Josh's. When you roll with Jason, you do spend a few minutes just looking at like, man, his hair is impressive as a grappler. Like, this dude has really solid hair. Yeah. When you look at Josh, you're just like, he's so nice. Oh my god, my leg's done. <laughs> yeah. Solid yeah, Jason has a pretty good little mustache going there too right now. Well, right now there's a, apparently a huge contention between one of our friends named Mike Padilla and Jason Hayden, which is that the two of them like to have hair superiority. So if you compliment one of their like facial hair, like the other immediately puts up like a photo of them at like perfect selfie. And I'm just like, man, what a life. Yeah, I myself am not a uh, full hair, uh, hair-headed man, so mm. I'm not in contention at all with any but, of that. Uh, but you have the facial hair, which is mas more importante, because let's face it, uh, you, when you mention the fact that, like, yeah, it's a little bit of a problem, do you, when you have, is the beard long? Because is that what happens? It's a rebellion a little bit, or a freedom uh, from the army where you now can have a, a long beard? Is it a long beard, or is it short right now? Uh, right now it's short just because I got really tired of chunks of my beard being ripped out from people grabbing my lapel. Oh my God. It hurts so bad. That's when I, I cut yeah. mine. It was a real, in my gym, it's uh Colorado. So, uh, they don't give a knock yourself out, grow a beard. I'm grabbing that inside lapel the same way I would. And yep. it gets painful. <laughs> it's like, please joke yeah. me. Please joke me. Let go. Uh, that's just Especially me. when you get someone that doesn't mind having a handful of beard hair along with the lapel, too. That's what I'm saying. They're like, oh, perfect. Yeah. That'll keep the neck in place. So you guys are approaching it a little different. I use mine as a great sense of uh, defense. So I have people. I had one guy take my back today, and I literally used my beard to its full power to make sure that when he had my back, I was like, you will not choke me. Beard, defend quickly. Beard, go. <laughs> Go, 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 gadget, sandpaper, beard, go. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it can help because a lot of times people aren't really looking for collar chokes when you have a giant beard because they just kind of don't want to touch it. 
Uh, well, to, if I'm being fully honest, they don't look for a ton of color chokes on me because of my giant head. So they, they kind of let me live uh, in that region. It's usually more arms. One guy actually today just told me, he's like, I'm abandoning all upper body submissions on you because I'm tired. And I was like, thank you. That's what I like here. So anyway, all right. Well, let's do this. I want to ask just a couple more questions because we're about to get to that point where you have to start being mean to Kevin. Are you prepared to be mean to Kevin? Uh, yes, I am okay. very prepared. Okay, I need you to, like, a little more gusto on that, because I'm going to ask Kevin the same question right now, and I want you to see a difference between you, a nice human being, who probably has respect for others, and Kevin, are you prepared to be mean to TJ? Yeah. Good to go. Okay. Yeah, that was that was Milwaukee pretty pretty soap producer. <laughs> I, it's on my list <laughs> of people I haven't been mean to yet that I've really wanted to be mean to. And if we're we're being so honest before we even transition to the game, I mean, TJ, Kevin went through a little bit of a crisis. Oh, oh hold when... on, rap, rap. Ask me uh, how the soap is. Ask me how. I was trying to put this nicely. Okay. Kevin, how is the soap? I don't know. I don't have a clue. Ref was like, I've tried the soap. I was like, what? Excuse me? Uh, I mean, my beef is also half with you. If I had gotten the bar of soap, I'd have cut it in half and sent you half, Raph. So my beef is with both of you, <laughs> which means I'm revved up wow. for the game. Yeah, okay. I'll remember that next time you get a free rash guard from someone. I'm going to be like, oh, but tax, please. Where's, where's the uh, crop top for me? I'm going to say finder's fee on all the shit I get you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Kevin. Listen, TJ, I, I, the only reason I bring this up is because Kevin felt like less of a man when he didn't have a beard. So he didn't feel like he's like... I'm a grappler. I get but it. I don't have a beard. I get it. TJ knows I'm injured right now, and he was like, has a beard, has a body, not a grappler. No soap. I get it. <laughs> Message received. I'm working on it. But let me ask this. You didn't know this at the time, but in retrospect, were you getting into Kevin's head in preparation for this installment of Over Under Kevin? Was I getting into Kevin's head for this preparation? Yeah, did you did you intentionally not give him a bar of soap so that for this time, this day, when you were going to be on this show, you'd be like, ha-ha, motherfucker, now I'm in your head. Now I'm going to beat all your UFC picks. Yeah, definitely. Definitely uh, gave it to my favorite guy. <laughs> hey, that's great. That's a conspiracy. All right. It's not a conspiracy. Yep. Slow down there, Eddie Bravo. We already looked into it. All right. TJ, I want to ask this too because you know when when you start doing jujitsu and you start getting into it, and you find that it becomes your business. What are some of the biggest challenges that you face as you transition into doing this? I'm assuming more and more full time. Uh, doing the jujitsu more and more, or the soap business. Well, you, you guys so broke out a little bit. No problem. Let's start with the jujitsu, and then let's branch into the soap because. Uh, I think first and foremost, we understand as grapplers that it's hard, but at the same point, like, you know, not all of us do businesses in jujitsu. So maybe some people don't understand that. So yeah, both. Uh, well, honestly, uh, I had a, a back injury when I was in the military and that's part of the reason that I got out. So there's like a lot of things that I kind of can't do is, I mean, I can do them, but it's like a little bit harder and I try to avoid them just like, you know, 
I don't really go for uh, triangle chokes very much because it, it kind of like kills my back when people stack me in them. So I avoid all that. And, um, you know, that's part of the reason I, I did the soap in general because I wanted to like do something big in jujitsu. But I knew that like competing and being competitive at like a high level is probably out of the picture because of that. Interesting. Because. Uh, Kevin will famously tell you that there's not a day that goes by where I don't complain about my back. Now, granted, I didn't do anything as extreme as uh, the army, just in terms of like where you're like, oh, that makes sense. No, I just got old. Like pretty yeah. much what happened. I just like there's no real thing where anybody goes like, Raph, how did it happen? I was like, I aged. Hard to say. <laughs> it's probably years of doing sports and then being fat, if I'm being honest. But um like, even today, I was like, I felt it a little bit just because uh, I went to an open mat at a black house and, like, everybody there was going super hard. And there was a moment where I was like, isn't this for charity? Like, aren't we supposed to be here for good people? All of you guys are trying to kill me. And there was just a moment where, like, I just walked into a shower and I felt my back being like, oh, my God. How does my back hurt just doing nothing? Anyway, so no, I, I I feel with you, and my I don't do is I don't do uh, uh, inversion, so I don't beer and bolo, none of that nonsense. Because like the minute I'm too far over on my back, I'm just like, and we're done. Yeah, but that's that's interesting. Has it been uh, therapeutic? Has it helped you doing the business so that you're still involved in the community? Uh, uh, like yeah. even no matter how injured you may or may not feel. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, like the, like you said, your back's messed up too. There's tons of people that have like you know bad injuries that do jujitsu like three times a week, you know. And um, it's kind of one of those things where it's like you train with the same guys every day, and they kind of know like what what not to do to you, you know. And um, you know, it's uh, it's definitely a good way to stay in shape for sure you know i'm not gonna go on like long runs anymore because that's not fun and i did that for way too long in the army so i'm like <laughs> jujitsu is great stay in shape um like i said there's lots of injuries you know so, i also wonder kind of this. Like a, i also wonder so you you mentioned that that's one of the harder things um whenever you do have a business though like you can do a business in any other industry you know the ones that make money but right. like, why grappling? Like, why is it you want to do something for these ingrates? Because let's be honest, grapplers suck sometimes. We still don't make money as a sport. We, yep. you know, our our biggest athletes, like one of them, talks copious amounts of shit, and people are like, "I don't like that guy. Why? Because yeah. he's angry and sells out by." saying mean things but he's making money and i don't know if i like that he's conflicting i don't understand but you know why grappling why why do an industry in this because i don't want i you know that saying where if you love what you're doing doing you're not working um mm -hmm. that's kind of what I'm, I'm aiming for you know i'm trying to do something that is directly involved with something that i really love to do you know and that i chose jujitsu jujitsu is like I don't know. It's just one of those things that kind of like, like consumes you, you know, like everybody that does jujitsu, if you're not doing jujitsu, you're constantly either thinking about it or watching matches on YouTube or, mm -hmm. you know, watching podcasts and stuff. So I was like, man, like this is, this is something I want to be involved in. So I chose 
chose to cater to the jujitsu community. Well, I like that. And I like knowing that, you know, you're one of us, sir. I like the fact that you're, you're already pushing all in. I mean, for doing a little bit of combatives beforehand and, and doing some MMA gyms and training there. Uh, the fact that now you are, you are fully ingrained and not only fully ingrained, but you're, you're getting out there. You got a great product and you're, you're trying to be good to a community. I, I know that you're already going to donate some of the bars of soap uh, to a local outlet written near you. And, and what is that charity that you're, you're donating to? It is. Uh, it's a, so down in Racine, Wisconsin, there's a, a group of people called Veteran Outreach, and they just built a uh, small little town of these like, you know, have you ever seen like those little micro houses, like those small houses? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they built like a small town for homeless veterans out of those things. And uh, I'm going to drop off some of my soap down there. So hopefully those guys can use it, you know. Oh, yeah, that's great, man. And, you know, even if you don't have to do jujitsu to use the soap, people. I think that's that's a fairly apparent thing. Um, but you know what, Kev? I, I'm running out of the ability to be nice. I think it's about time we transition to the game of Over Under Kevin. And now it's time for another thrilling installment of Over Under Kevin. Ugh, okay, good. We've been nice for far too long. So now it's part of the show where we're actually assholes again. So we're back, everybody. Took a while. We were trying to be nice, and it takes a lot out of me. It's like uh, I'm going on low power right now, but the the hatred will, will run strong in this installment of Overrider. Kevin, Kevin, how are you feeling right now? I, I know a lot of good good vibes have been put forth in this podcast, but now we have to get to the shit-talking portion, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, first of all, soap. I mean, was nail polish that off puts your opponent taken? I mean, where are we right now? In the I want to know, I want to know exactly how long the client has had that joke in the pocket. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I just got a notepad here. Scratch. Yeah, fair things. enough. Now, TJ, <laughs> what is this? Because uh, okay, I when I told you that the you know it's our our good and upbeat. Uh, like end of the year show, you're like, oh, that's awesome, that's really cool, and I forgot it was an over under week, which is normally where we're at our worst in the army. You're used to people saying completely terrible things that are supposed to be funny, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's gonna have a hard time topping anybody in the military. So I'm ready to hear his his poor excuses of jokes. Check out Grappler Beard and Body's next product, mascara that matches your belt color. Fasten <laughs> up this uh, 2018. <laughs> a little bit for everybody. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're new to the game, this is the way it works. It's called Over Under Kevin. It is our pay-per-view picking game. So basically, it's a very simple game. We go all the way through the entire card. We pick them out of order. Each participant on the show gets 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. And more importantly, if I so deem it, they get 15 seconds of rebuttal. More than anything, we value trash talk than any form of correct picks. So you may lose the picks. But you win the audience's favor, a la Gladiator. But, ladies and gentlemen, those are the very simple rules. Kevin, do you understand them? Never have. <laughs> I don't. I mean, don't I to start. Okay. <laughs> well, I took some shrooms recently, so it's been tough to comprehend <laughs> time and space. 
as a general <laughs> concept, but but I'm sure let's do it. Can I just say something right now? There's mm-hmm. a lot of Tenth Planet individuals who saw the space shuttle in California. <laughs> Gross. And they had their own <laughs> theories about that. And when they saw that space shuttle going off and they're like, aliens, man, I want to bring this up to the rest of you. If there's a day that goes by and a 10th planet person doesn't actually see a space shuttle going across in the sky, they aren't truly 10th planet. So keep that in mind. With that said, TJ, do you understand the rules? Yes, I do. You do. Okay, great. Yes. Before we start, we always like to have a, a cordial shit-talking moment. What is it that you think of most about Kevin right now? Where do you think he would fall in line if he were to be in the Army? Uh, he'd probably be the guy that's uh, getting screamed at with coffee breath, probably uh, showing up to formation late, you know, the uniform looking like crap, one of those guys. Not, not far they, from... They the say there's two... Co- there's two kinds of people in the military. You're either strong or stupid, or strong or smart, and he would probably be one of the strong guys. Definitely not strong. So <laughs> it's like, well, I, but you said and, strong and stupid. Oh, I was hold on. Are those the only two options? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take stupid. Does that is that something you could sign up for? Uh, I was about to say, is there a letter of recommendation I can write for which one I think he really belongs to? I'd be right. coy, but he also sounded like he was describing Hawkeye Pierce. Rav, last MASH reference I'll make this year. Podcast me. Let's, uh, I'm ready for some fight picks. This it's has some time, friends on Kevin. it. Definitely super timely in the late 70s, Thank early you. 80s. All Thank right, you. let's go to a flyweight bout between Louis Smolka and Mateus Niccolo. Kev, you start us off. 15 seconds on the clock, go. Yeah, I got to go with The Last Samurai, Louis Smolka, uh, mostly because it has a holiday sort of ring to it, Smolka. I'm in. Mm -hmm. I think if we give him enough eggnog, we can get it into a full-on carol out of buffer. Okay, fair enough. TJ, what do you got for us? 15 seconds, go. I'm going with Lewis as well, just because he's on a uh, losing streak. And I think that if he takes another loss, he might uh, compromise his UFC career. And uh, he's probably hungry because of that. He's lost? Wait, hold, hold on. on. Did I, oh, just pick I need a loser? A, I need oh, a minute gross. here. Kev, 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 don't get ahead of me. Okay. I'm putting 15 seconds on this clock right now, Kevin, to ask you the following question. We've had a lot of people use interesting strategies, but never anybody who justified going for a fighter because they're on a losing streak. Your response. TJ, I believe that question's to you. Nope, that was to Kevin. That was to you. Oh, I'm just pissed. My instincts were to pick a loser. It, I appreciate his strategy, and I think I'm going to encourage it. I think he should. I think he's found some, my weakness. Uh, he's one step ahead of me. Okay, okay. TJ, when you hear Kevin explain the fact that he is sensing that you're picking up that he's a loser, do you feel again like... You're in his head. Where where are you at mentally against your opponent right now? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like I'm up against a loser. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's go to our next bout. Speaking of which, bantamweight. Jimmy Rivera versus John Lineker. TJ, you'll start off 15 seconds on the clock. Go. Uh, I'm saying I'm going to say Jimmy Rivera because, uh, you know, he's uh, I think he's a better striker. And uh, he's also on a big win streak. And also, John took the fight on uh, – I think he took it on a short notice, didn't he? I 
think he did as well. Kevin, I've got 15 seconds for you. Who do you think is going to win this? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm taking the Brazilian fighter with the most arm tattoos. They like this challenge. John Lineker. This guy, by the way, no beard. So Jimmy almost like Jimmy has a beard. I do feel like TJ has an obligation to only pick bearded fighters. I'm going to say that publicly. And there are a few fights where that's not possible. I think he should abstain. Hmm. Your response to that, TJ? Um, I definitely favor men with good beards. <laughs> when you say that you favor men with good beards, I wonder, is that like all of your cabinet if you were president? Well, he didn't qualify like, sorry. Yes. any other way, Raph. So we mm. take it to mean a plethora of things. Sure. Presidential, yes. sexual. Take it how you want it. Take it how you want it. <laughs> Signed off. It's the he just basically gave us the uh, over under Kevin equivalent of a you call it for two bucks, Kev. <laughs> it's a bantamweight fight between Tim Elliott and Mark De La Rosa. Who do you have? I got to pick the Kansas fighter here. Otherwise, the I mean they've already tried to kick me out a few times. I can't vote against another Kansan. Uh, then I'm completely out. So I'm taking Tim Elliott. All right, TJ, who do you have for us? 15 seconds on the clock. I want to say Mark De La Rosa, um, and I'm thinking by rear naked choke, because if you look at a lot of his fights, he wins them by rear naked choke. But Tim Elliott is the USC vet. He's probably going to try to grind out De La Rosa, but I'm still taking De La Rosa. Kevin, do we award extra points for actually calling it out like Babe Ruth and calling your shot? Only if you get it. Otherwise, we have to take away extra points. It only mm. seems fair. I don't think that's now what we're if here. De La Rosa wins, but just knocks him out. I don't think his I don't think his picture count. No, no, no. I Bruin think uh, De La Rosa took it on short notice too, didn't he? Um, very possible. If I can be so honest with you, I'm going to break uh, kayfabe right here, TJ. Um, you know. We don't like to talk a lot about the research we do on this show because uh, a lot of the times we, we do a lot. I mean, I uh, especially before the show, I, I research a lot. But if I could be uh, very honest, it's kind of getting toward the end of the year, you know? So like, I'm, not, I'm not really paying attention to what's going on. I got to buy gifts. If I could be honest with you right now, I haven't bought my wife her Christmas gift yet, and it's like – well, got Christmas Eve Eve. So like, ooh. I have insider tips on Mark De La Rosa. Why? Yeah, what's that? Right. His soap company puts masculinity in it. So he stepped up ooh. and took the fight. So there you okay. go. And again, <laughs> look for masculinity soap coming in 2018. <laughs> Who makes it, Kevin? Uh, Grappler. I believe he did take the fight on, on short notice, though. <laughs> DJ, you hammer fisting this factual information <laughs> in our show will not stand, sir. And we won't take it, frankly. I'm going to edit it out. I'm, every you fact. Literally, you, like, hear, you let us go off on our jazz improv tangents, and then you kept <laughs> your center of gravity, and you said, guys, no, but seriously, I really do think he took it on short notice. Yeah, probably. I'm not paying attention right now. If I'm being honest, I'm reading names off a fucking list on a Word document somewhere. And now he's thinking about masculinity soap. Would it be helpful? I don't know. Put some. Kevin, what would be the slogan for a masculinity soap? (laughs) When having a penis isn't enough. 
I, I don't, I'll work on it. That's a bad yeah. Let's take. let's do this because I was thinking it was like so masculine, and then I thought like every version of that is probably in some way super gay. You could put so. it's not like you've given birth on it. <laughs> just <laughs> really wow. taunt people. It's just like uh, yeah, no, that's great. We'll have to we'll have to put that through our research and development. Uh, all right, where are we? Back to serious matters. Um, I like this fight. Let's talk about it a little bit. It is a bantamweight fight. Just kidding. Strawweight fight between Cynthia Cavillo and Carla Esparza. TJ, you start us off. 15 seconds. I'm going to say Cynthia by submission. Carla's uh, probably the better wrestler, but I think Cynthia, she's uh, training with Team Alpha Male, and I think they got you know pretty good grapplers over there. I think that she has a better submission game. Interesting. Kevin, what do you have for us? 15 seconds. I don't need 15 seconds to pick my friend's last name. Thank you. This is supposed to be the nice episode. And yet, here's TJ being inflammatory. I'm taking the Esparza. Period. Thank you. you. I appreciate that. TJ, why do you hate me? I guess is the question I say. What was that question? Why do you hate me? Uh, I actually don't hate you. It's the uh, screeching sound of the uh, other guy on this podcast that's giving me the headache. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I had a follow-up, but I, I declined to use that one now. You were too nice to me. Um, everybody knows that's the easiest way to win my favor. And yes, I do have a lot of pull on this show. Have we screwed Kevin intentionally in the past from winning? Uh, debatable. But uh, maybe we'll do that here. We'll see. Middleweight bout between... Marvin Vittori versus, all right, here we go, Omari Akimanov. Kevin, you have 15 seconds, go. There's no way you said either of those right. But this is easy. I, it's uh, First of all, I'm so pissed off at the Russians, and I don't care that his nickname is Wolverine, and that's semi-ironic. Marvin Vittori is the choice. I'm going with the Italian dream. And I don't think I'm the only lady in the crowd making that choice. Wow. Easy there. Uh, Is that just because he's very nice looking, Kevin? Yes. Okay. So, once again, Kevin Logic. Let's go to TJ. What do you have for us? I'm going with Marvin as well. I think he's going to win by submission. He's too pretty not to choose. Couldn't agree more. Can I I put this out, TJ? You don't have to say if it's going to be a knockout or submission. And I feel like you doing it is putting a lot of stress on your picks. Kevin, do you seem to be picking that up as well? I mean, I think it's my effervescence and charisma Mm -hmm. that has Mm -hmm. him questioning, you know, should I be making mascara? I think there's a lot of things I've done here. And why not stop there? Add a lipstick. There's opportunity to really get into BJJ Cosmetics. Kevin, could it be your masculinity? Oh, that's a A soap for grapplers coming 2018, barring FDA approval. Listen, uh, TJ. Yes. Do you do you feel the need to continue doing your Babe Ruth call outs on these fights? Because you've done it for three of them now. I like it. I like the touch. I uh, honestly, I feel like I do have I do have to make these Babe Ruth callouts. Okay. I don't feel like he's being specific enough over there. I feel like I have to pick up the slack. 
Oh my god, the story of my fucking life. Listen, uh, I was just gonna say, there's the thesis to the podcast. <laughs> let me <laughs> let me go. start. How long do we have on this we show don't, for me Raph, to air you my have grievances? To keep going. It is, is festivist. Is I would like to air my grievances now. It is technically festivist. So go for Thank it. you. Yeah, I'm not gonna not celebrate. I will tell you this much: you will not lose points for being wrong on the call-out portions. So if Marvin does succeed and he doesn't win it by, like, say, submission, and you say he has a submission, you won't lose on the pick. You don't gain anything either, but you don't lose anything. So, but Sounds good. Keep in, mind, keep in mind, though, TJ, you have put a bet to yourself. So now you have to ask yourself, what will you accept? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like when that parent gives that, like, I'm not disappointed in you. I'm just using my disappointed voice. So I'm very proud of you. All right, let's go on to the next one. It's a lightweight bout between Dan Hooker and Mark Disease. <laughs> TJ, who do you got for us? Uh, I'm going to say Mark. I'm going to give it to Mark. Okay, you got he Mark has, on this uh, good, good takedown defense. Okay. Did you spend time watching these people fight? Um, I, I watch a lot of UFC. I watch okay. a lot of uh, MMA. It's kind of what I do during the day. Okay. Uh, like, does your work know that? I am my work. I'm boss. <laughs> wow. That was the most Stallone line I think we've ever had on this show. That was pretty good. I am my <laughs> Stallone. <laughs> uh, Kev, what do you got for us on this fight? Come on. First of all, least body fat percentage i think it's uh this fight and i'm going with dan hooker great name alert just come on joe rogan's okay. gonna be all over it yeah very much so uh if he's conscious enough it is gonna be the day before new year's eve so could be could be a long day for the joe rogues let's go to our next fight i'm actually gonna put 30 seconds on the clock and i'm intrigued to hear what you guys think is going to happen in the lightweight bout between Khabib, Russian thing, versus Edson Barboza. Kevin, go. I'm taking Edson Barboza because Khabib's just been pissing me off. It's like, let's give it to Russia for 20 bucks a pop. I'm so sick of his bullshit. I feel like he's half in on the propaganda machine and might be part of a semi-annoying UFC plot by the Russians to take that over. And I'm not having it. Choosing Edson Barbosa, get your head on Khabib, and politely fuck off. But I would like a loss in his near future. It would just feel good for me. Fair enough. TJ, is that number one real bullshit? I ask you. Go. I'm going to take Khabib on this. I think he is a uh, the superior grappler. You know, He's a submission artist, and I think that he has the ability to control the fight. You know, his his takedowns, I don't think uh, Barboza is going to be able to stop his takedown. I think he's going to spend a lot of time on the ground. Kev, do you see this one going to the ground a bunch? I do not. I don't know. Even amongst these two, it seems like the trend has been to slug it out, and both of these guys like to hit people. It's going to be right after Christmas. They're going to be super pissed off. They haven't been eating, and I think that's going to be the key. Yeah, factor. it might be a slow. Oh, oh I see, mean... now that's where you're wrong. Khabib always eats. <laughs> oh, well, uh-oh. Then 
he's uh, not going to make weight. And this one, I want to point this out because his camp was putting it out there that he is tired of the tiramisu jokes. And I got something to say about that, which is, uh, dude, if you're really against it, don't have tiramisu before you need to make weight, Dick. I actually didn't heard do it. some. I heard some earlier that he was still like 30 pounds overweight or something crazy. That's what he does, and it's fucking mind blowing. I don't understand. Like athletes right now, without going to say overweight? anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He reports say he is Seven already overweight right now. Days out. Good. Good. Gross. Now. Here's the thing, and and I always put this as a caveat, and I know we could be jinxing ourselves, but we are recording this one Saturday before the event. So that means it's seven days out. Normally we try to be a little closer because you know some fuckery happens throughout the week. But, you know, we got a Christmas, y'all. So (laughs) deal with it. You may hear this later. I don't know when you're hearing this. You may be listening to this right now just trying to get away from your family we understand but it's totally fine at least half of them are like there's a ufc this oh fuck they're right right after christmas i always do one it's called it's dana's way of being like hey you fucking dummies you think you have this fucking season off get back to work dana screw <laughs> that's what we have to go back and start the podcast with dana done Scrooge. all right You'll be visited by three fucking ghosts. That's <laughs> what they told me. None of them are going to be very good fighters. Um, the ghost of Randy Couture, BJ Penn, and George St. Pierre. I'll work on it. All right. It's a light heavyweight bout. TJ, you go next. It's between Khalil, Roundtree, and my cow, Olski. UK. Who do you have, TJ? I'm going to say uh, Roundtree. Okay. I think that uh, the other guy, I don't think he's fought in the UFC before, has he? Oh, well, he doesn't have a highlighted link, which always seems to identify a problem. Okay. Yeah. And Roundtree's been knocking people out lately. So I'm going to give it to him. Okay, Kev, what do you got for us? Uh, this is simple math United States versus Poland. Again, this time of year, Christmas, guy from Poland's going to be like, I'm not going to this motherfucker out. Just on pure principle. And I'm going to get it. By the 54th Xana he sees, he's going to have no choice but to punish us for our very extravagant traditions. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is Christmas's fault. Wow. That's why we're pulling. I'm really raising the stakes. Yeah, I don't have to call the fight. I'm just going to call the reason it's failing. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is the time of the game when I like to remind people that there is usually a wager involved. So, TJ, just to fill you in, yes, the trash talk is the most important, but let's get real. <laughs> there are stakes about getting these picks wrong. Kevin, in the past, what have you had to do when you've lost? Cut promo videos, um, give personal dedications uh, to their greatness, change Facebook handles or photos. Um, in general, some buffoonery, those types of things, uh, cheap, low budget gigs. Just, uh, I've personally won a few things. One of my rivals had to put makeup on. Well, there's a theme. Uh, he does on air interviews and he's extremely masculine. He would be a producer of the soap procurer. He had to put makeup on during his interview. That felt good. (laughs) So, uh, those are just a few things. So TJ. Without saying yes. what it is, do you have an idea for a bet you'd like to make with Kevin? 
I do. Ooh, that's assertive. I do enjoy this. Kevin, are you a little nervous about that? Yes. I'm like a monkey, okay. so it's, it's well, awesome. we're going to do this. We have to uh, three more fights, and then we're going to use, and I want you to start thinking about this uh, now as well, uh, as tiebreakers, and for some reason you guys have the same exact number of fights picked correctly, um, as a tiebreaker, we go to performances of the night and fight of the night. So keep that in mind as we continue on. Let's go to our next fight. <clears throat> Kev, you're going to lead us off on this one. It is Miles Jury and Executioner versus Rick Glenn, who I think went to space. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's definitely what he's most known for. I'm actually excited for this fight. I was surprised to see both these two pop up, but I'm going to go with Yuri because he looks the most Christmas elfy to me. Okay. Every fighter that exists. Okay. TJ, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick the same guy. Uh, I think that this is going to be an exciting fight to watch. I think they're both really good strikers. And I just think that uh, Miles might be the little bit of the better striker. Why are you excited to see this? Is it just the striking and, and specifically what kind of about their styles make you excited to see them matched up together? Uh, just I think that it's it's going to be like one of those. I think it's going to be a clinic. I think that, you know, I don't know. I mean, this is these guys are both like, you know, really good strikers. I think that they're going to go out there and feel like they got something to prove to, against each other. OK, fair enough. Kev, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, very simply. He stopped calling his shots. Yeah. Did you notice that? I think like once... TJ has made a note to be like, ooh, maybe I should pump the brakes on saying how these people are going to win. I think, well, he still, I mean, he even got even vaguer. He was like, I got into the submissions. I think I'm getting in his head by calling the hatred of Christmas as a culprit. He's That's right. fair. I mean, I, I can go back to calling shots. <laughs> You know, I mean, we empowered you to do it. We said you either do Rap, it or you don't. specifically admonished him for it for multiple minutes, if I remember I did, correctly. but we then I left him on tape. a hopeful note at the end of it, Kevin. You have to pay attention oh, to the whole thing. Oh, okay. okay. Don't just cherry pick what I say, because try sometimes <laughs> I play both sides of the argument as to be a good mediator. That is what my job I was kind of hoping that... Uh... I was hoping that that was a cue for him to start picking up the slack and then I could just kind of chill out for, for the rest of this part. Oh, no, Kevin, like, you know, a funny game with Kevin. Uh, we like to play on the podcast. It's called Pick Up the Slack, where Raph gives Kevin a clue and Kevin does not pick up the slack. So <laughs> something that does not happen on the show naturally. TJ, your response to all of that with Kevin, did you because you said that right now you said that Kevin should be picking up the slack and he hasn't. Is that because he's afraid to go out on a limb and be even more wrong than he usually is? Because he doesn't traditionally win this game. I mean, you know, his uh, deciding factor was one fighter thinking that our Christmas decorations were tacky, and that's why he was going to win the fight. So I don't know. I don't know how much more specific we want him to get. It's fair that has been a better criteria for him in the past. So I'm just saying. And, Kevin, if you really are thinking about this, I believe this is what? The third year anniversary of us playing this game. This three oh god, yeah, it's been a few years now. Three or four. Oh shit, it's been a while. Anyway, kids. Long story short, we've been doing this for a while. So you'd think Kevin would have his shit together, but Kevin, I'm gonna put you on pause right now because 
I need you to think about it for a little while. I'm actually putting 20 seconds on the clock for this one because mm-hmm. we have a humdinger of a fight. Yeah. TJ, you start us off on this one. Carlos Condit versus Neil Magny. Go. I'm a big Neil Magny fan. Um, I think Carlos Condit's definitely probably, you know, he looks better on paper and everything. But I believe he just came off of a – took a couple years off because of an injury. Um, I think it was like a head injury or something. I'm not sure. But I'm going to give it to Neil Magny. I think that he might pull this one out. Interesting. Kevin, I've got 20 seconds on the clock for you. Yeah, TJ the soap maker is the guy when Jordan came back from baseball. He's like, I don't know, he's been playing baseball. You shut your mouth and you pay respect to the natural born killer, the man atop Albuquerque, New Mexico. He put it on the map. It didn't exist before it. We were 49 states in Puerto Rico. Now it's 50. That's because Carlos Condit created New Mexico. He is going to win this fight. This is about way more than just uh, this fight. This is about a legacy. Interesting. Huh. This is interesting for so many reasons. I'll start here. Kev. He said he was a huge Neil Magny fan. What he doesn't know is that you famously on the very first episode of Verbal Tap came out as a huge Carlos Condit fan. You came out twice. I mean, but the second time you came out as a huge Carlos Condit fan. The other thing we don't talk about as much. But then we interviewed him. So I'm deep in it. So we've got a Magny fan versus Condit fan. And Magny lives in Denver. Uh, and will referee fights that I could in theory participate in. So I do have to be respectful of his skill set. So I just wanted to point this out here. It seems like the stakes aren't just, you know, two people who are just picking things here. This is an actual there's there's hatred here because you got like where else who else says like and granted we're friends with Neil and, and his homies like Drew Dober. He trains with them a lot. He's one of our homies. Never heard but, of it. Like, <laughs> oh, shut up, Kevin. But <laughs> I have never in the history of this show had someone go, oh, I am a huge Neil Magny fan. Why are you a huge Neil Magny fan, sir? I just, I mean, I don't know. I just, there's, he's a, I feel like he has a skill set that people overlook. Uh, A lot of people probably look at him like an average, you know, average fighter. I think he's, he's a fun guy to watch. I like to watch him fight. He is an amazing fighter. It's just very, like. It's hard to see because he is one of those fighters that I feel goes under the radar so many times until he does like some crazy shit and you go, oh, yeah, Neil Magny's awesome. Exactly. In person, he's actually a super nice human being, super great. Um, but this is interesting. I didn't know we had two mega fans on opposite sides here. Let's go to our final fight. Kev, you lead us off on this one. It is a women's whatever weight category match between Chris Cyborg and Holly Holm. 30 seconds on the clock to you, sir. Yeah, I, I don't know why it's if uh, I, she passes the test, which I assume she has. You know what? Screw it. I'm going with Holly Holm. I'm taking for the exact opposite reason of the Polish guy. Spirit of Christmas. It's going to sweep through. It's going to hit Holly Holm. She's going to feel it. like, it's time to win. Plus, she's got a mean kick. I'm just I'm excited for this fight. It's gonna be more hits. Chris Cyborg getting ready for this. I just want to make sure you're saying the spirit of Christmas is going to assure Holly Holm wins. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't hundred percent clear. Um TJ, what do you got for us, sir? 
I'm going to go with Holly Holm as well. Uh, honestly, I think that Tanya Evinger kind of exposed Cyborg a little bit. I think that Holly Holm would have uh, blown right through Tanya Evinger. Um, I think Cyborg's probably going to try to push the pace, and Holly Holm being the you know elite striker that she is, she's probably going to have some some good counter striking going on, and also like he said, the kick. You know, I think that that kick might be a factor in this fight. Interesting. All right. Well, listen, I, it's hard for me to really just close this out on saying, like, neither of you are giving Cyborg the benefit of the doubt here. A person, I and, and I do understand this, I, I do she understand she did look a little more exposed, but yet she rendered Tanya in that last fight to the point where she said, oh, I sucked. And she actually exposed Cyborg more than anybody had done. So... She literally knocked some of the common sense of like, you know, you actually did pretty good out of her in that fight. Kevin, are you sure about this? No. <laughs> okay. Thank you for asking. Am I sure? <laughs> no, I wouldn't go. I, I wouldn't okay. classify myself as sure. And TJ, you said the same thing. You have your doubts. I, I hear it in your voice. It's like the force. You can kind of tell when someone is not fully being forthcoming here you said that we got the exposure of the weaknesses but like are you not at all considering the knockout power and just power period of chris cyborg uh honestly i think holly Holm is is too much of an intelligent striker to to really have to uh worry about that cyborgs she's going to try to put some pressure on her we already know that but i think you know holly Holm, she's a good counter striker let's stay in tj's wheelhouse who do you think uses better soap uh, Chris, uh, wow! Um, purely off skin pictures. Is there? I mean, he might have a secret. To this. No, 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 I'm no. I'm shutting that question down. That's fine. stupid, Kevin. Fine. Listen, I like where the two of you have gone. I'm a little dismayed by the fact that you agreed on four picks together. So that is all the more reason why performance of the night, which goes to two individuals, and fight of the night, which goes to just one fight are all the more vital to pick as tiebreakers. I'm going to go ahead and have TJ start. What do you see as the two people who win performance of the night? Uh, I'm going to say uh, Holly Home and um, uh, this is uh, Miles Yuri. Okay. Jury and executioner. Who wins fight of the night? Also, what are you doing? <laughs> because I keep hearing like little like trails off of the say. side of that. TJ? Yes. Are you with us still? Yes, I am. Okay, I, there was a uh, there was some breakup going on there for a second. That's fine. I don't know what you're doing, but who do you have for fight of the night? Uh fight of the night. I'm going to say probably, uh, dang, I want to give that the fight of the night to Miles Yuri, and I'm going to go ahead and rebuttal him and then say it's going to be the uh, Khabib. I'm switching them. Okay, so it's Khabib and Barboza? Yes. Okay, so that's fight of the night. Kev, what do you got for us? Yep. Yeah, Cyborg home, fight of the night. Um, they're going to give Condit a performance of the night. 
Actually, excuse me. I've got my notes. Let me go the other way. I've got Condit Magni as Fight of the Night. I've got Holly Holm. And then I want to go with Hooker. Doubling down that the word Hooker gets said more than it needs to be as a mild statement that we should really take some talks about the sex industry, given it's Las Vegas. Not the first time Kevin's ever doubled down on a hooker. No, nope. Just to point that in. Boom, got it in. All right. Uh, listen, both of you, I, first of all, fuck both of you for, I was writing down who your picks were, and you are both like, eh, I don't know about that one. I take it back. <laughs> you had time. You knew what this game was doing. I've given you previews. But speaking of giving you previews, Let's return back to the prompt I gave you earlier. You said you had a bet in mind, TJ. Now is the time to present it. What is the bet you have in mind for over under Kevin, sir? Um, well, does he have a full head of hair? He does. Okay, because uh, I would like to see him without one. A head shaving? Um, I'm going to go with a hard no. On that one for me. So I'm going to present the case as to why the no. Kevin's grown up with a lot of adversity in his life. <laughs> we try not to talk about it a lot on the show, but one of the things an oracle told me once was if Kevin ever shaved his head, he would lose all of his power. It's kind of a Samson sort of a deal here. And I was thinking I more, fear. I start a new job soon, but I do yeah, appreciate also, that, Kevin too. Yeah, start a new job, so we'll, <laughs> we'll break kayfabe on that one as well. Uh, having said that one, uh, do you have a secondary idea? Because here's how I know you were Army. That is 100% an Army bet. Yeah, it's a pretty military. That is that is 100%. I was like, damn, son, I don't know if I should even give you the opportunity to repick, but I'm interested to hear what you've got as a backup if you have one. Uh, I don't even have a backup bet. Well, true, true, true. Uh, I'll, trade, I'll trade him five star review for five star review. Mm. Here's where I was thinking because there was something that happened. It was mentioned earlier on the show. Kevin never got sent a bar of soap. Now, granted, he doesn't have my charm where. I mean, I didn't really do anything to get it, or I didn't merit it. But Kevin should have to earn his bar of soap. You want to go? So I feel like shirt? that's that's number one. Okay, but Kevin, what do you want in return? You're, what, what are you willing to give in return if you do lose, though? Because, I mean, let's face it, you're probably going to lose. So, like, what? We could do a shirt. I feel like we could okay. head that direction. I think we can do that. I think that an exchange of product for product. I think that is actually a very good one. Uh, Okay. Do do you feel that is appropriate, sir? Yeah, I feel that's appropriate. Okay. We may come up with a small amendment there, but for right now, I feel. And like I would like a... to apologize to the Verbal Tap fans for letting them down with my pants in us. I just straight up refused to bet right here. Uh, so send the first bar of masculinity soap this direction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we joke about it a lot of the times, and. You know, I have the large, real large head of the podcast, but Kevin doesn't have a small head. And Kevin doesn't have that Professor X head where he would look solid with a shaved head. No, I look like I'm making a political statement. <laughs> 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 pretty blonde. When I uh, shave my head, it's pretty blonde. 
Um, yeah. the, I mean, yeah, no, he would definitely be making a political statement if he did that. Let's uh, talk about a few things here. I like the fact that you were trying to recruit another person for the bald army. Uh, good sir. I so did too. I, I picked, you you know definitely, what? you earned bald points. I think in general, uh, yeah. the whole community. Every, every bald man was behind me on that moment. So <laughs> 100%. And you know what though? We, we wish the best for them. Would we, uh, produce our grappling set of wigs and facial hair? supplements we we will get behind them as well um let's ask this yeah. we're so excited about you coming on this week and and talking a little bit about you know not just your jiu-jitsu journey but about uh your army experience and a lot about the soap which again i think is awesome if people are so interested to get uh some samples or uh, you know reach out and buy some of the bars of soap where can they do that uh you can go to my Facebook page uh, at Grappler Beard and Body LLC or my website, www.grapplerbeardandbody.com. I dig it. I dig it. That's great stuff. And make the impassioned plead because, I mean, we're going to have you back on next week. So, you know, that's not an issue. But make the impassioned plead to the, the person who may not know you or your soap or, you know, maybe has a soap preference that's otherwise why should they come to you sir i'm making this soap for people that grapple every day you know i take basically uh all the stuff that i want in a soap as a grappler i train five to seven times a week and uh you know i'm looking i'm honestly trying to make a good product i'm not trying to make a million dollars off of this if a million dollars happens that's awesome but i'm really trying to make a quality product you know it's uh all about quality for me so well that's part of the reason why we wanted to chat with you sir you've been nothing but upstanding to us and i said who better to corrupt and make just like the rest of us and i thought well you know TJ's, he's there and also your last name's butler and i don't know how you endured that in any kind of joke capacity in either school yeah. or in I've the army because well, I'm sure you did, and, and that's what happens when your last name's Butler. So, you know, and then you, you're trying to help people. So, you know, you're serving them bars of soap. I mean, it just writes itself, guys. Uh, but you are you are a great guy, man, and I'm glad that we will chat with you. We will talk with you after the fights next week, correct, sir? Yes, sir. All right. If you guys are so interested to try it out, I highly recommend it. It is fantastic. It is Raph Esparza, wife-approved. It is Rafa Sparza approved, and, and uh, I got to tell you, man, packaging so great, and we love getting behind products that are made here in America. So uh, we hope that you and yours have a great Christmas holiday, Kwanzaa, whatever the hell you're celebrating. I hope it's great, sir. Go teach. Awesome. Raph, the whole Jubera clan was putting nice messages up. He put a whole thing. I just, I got so sentimental. I want to train. And you've been training everywhere, and I've been so excited and jelangry, which is a combination jealous, angry, about the amount of training you're doing. But this holiday season, what a great reminder to tell someone you love to start training jujitsu. Just be like, hey. You should try it and see what happens. Maybe you can be the drunk uncle. There you go. Raph, is that good holiday advice?
might not. Um, be. I mean, you know, it's not the worst. It's like, <laughs> try heroin, everybody, for the <laughs> first time. Just give it a whirl. Say yes to heroin. No, see, that doesn't have the right ring to it. That's my point. And I'm mm. spreading Christmas cheer this year. I'm wearing sweaters that spread Christmas cheer, so you can't accuse me of not spreading Christmas cheer. Mm. Those are the rules. It's been a crazy podcast. It's been a crazy 2017. I had a piece of my knee put in my knuckle. Podcast's been very supportive, Raph, as we reflect and we move into this holiday season, are you going to be the person looking for training on Christmas Day or are you going to take the day off? I don't want to. I don't know if I want to give that away, Kevin. Mac announces they're doing a Christmas Day. Oh, Matt, are you like, yeah, I'm in? No, I'm. I'm taking okay. Christmas off. Um, Good. To I'm making sure. That's my. I was like. I don't know how crazy people are. I wanted to see where you were so I could measure the rest of the community. That's good. I mean, here's the the big secret about that. If my family didn't require me to love them, I would probably go. But, like, my family already makes the argument I do this a bit. So I don't really have a ton of ammunition against it. You have no Um, ammunition against that. Well, I mean, here's the one, which is like, I mean, are you guys going to have an open mat at the house when I get here? And probably not, right? And they're not. So I just say, like, well, let me live, okay? And then they leave me alone. So, uh, no, I mean, uh, no, I want to see my family. So I'm very happy to do that. And it is one of the few times a year. I will say this. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier I went to Black House MMA and and they are phenomenal. Um, they had an open mat where it was a charity clothing drive, so we wanted to uh, bring clothes for those less fortunate this year, and uh, they did a phenomenal job. So I had a really great time. But can I be honest, Kevin? I mentioned this in the interview, but I'm like, people were going like a mad, 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 mad scientist had just done experiments on them like the wolverine experiments where they go nuts afterwards because people were trying to murder me i had so many people who were going at competition rates because like they're they're tough but like i kevin i'm a survivor yeah you are okay because i want to report the biggest crime or or thing that's ever been done to me which was today i got violently drop say an oh, in nogi nah. what like wow. yeah because homeboy does judo got that and old i had arm neck business Just... no like i had a great like at least i was like okay normally i keep good space this guy got on the inside so ridiculously quick and like we were having a good round back and forth, but it was one that as it happened, and my like, I think my head just hit the mat. Like I was trying to chuck in, uh, <laughs> like the the tuck in, like the chin. Ooh. But you know that what happens with my giant head, I can't do it as fast as a normal. There's person. only so much. There's just tucking. a lot of straight head to mat of doof, <laughs> and there was nothing I could do. And I felt fine, all things considered, afterwards. But I 
looked at the guy right as he went to an established side control after he did it, and I just was laughing and said that was really good. And I normally have a much better poker face than that. Like normally I do like everybody else and you just suck it up and you cry on the inside. But on this one, I was actually crying on the outside because I was like, this was really good, dude. Like, man. (laughs) And uh, my good friend, Elon Chitakis, who uh, runs uh, the Black House here, he comes up to me and they had just played Onyx's Slam as this happened. And he made a point to reference the fact he's like, Hey, Raph, I bet when you came, you didn't think you were going to like live the song Onyx Slam. And I was like, oh, I love this. Oh. <laughs> I, I, see, I see what you're saying. I there. Yeah, I got, I got violently dropped saying Augie. It was, it was rough, dude. And, uh, you know, at the very end, I, I kind of heard somebody talk to the kid. They're like, how'd you do? And um, he was talking to somebody and he just goes, yeah, I felt good. I was having a good role. And then I kind of had to lean on my judo background. I was like, aha, I knew it. And so right as he was leaving, I go, dude, you dropped St. Augustine. He was like, oh, thanks, man. I was like, it was really good. Uh, I know I told you that during the role, but I'd like to tell you in a time when you're not trying to choke the life out of me. Um, it was really yeah. good. And the guy just was like, yeah. And I go, so do you train judo? He's like, oh, yeah, a bunch. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, uh, I still die. So cool. Thanks. But he was amazing. So anyway, lots of good people. Uh, a whole bunch of like they got like an uh, essentially like an octagon cage worth of clothes that they're going to go and send on out. So uh, big props to Black House MMA. I got to see our good friends Christos, Vince, uh, Angel. Um, Adam Woods was there. He was saying complimentary things of us. Blake Troop. So um, a lot of the homies were, were showing up in good force. My good friend Damon came down to come get some training in. So uh, very happy to uh, have been a part of that. And I hope uh, that uh, I never see that guy again who will be a little <laughs> drop saying. And you know what was dumb, Kevin? The, uh, the that, counterweight? <laughs> well, after he did that, I don't know what happened. Like the idea is to probably start pulling guard, right? Yeah, maybe. No, I, I just, I, well, that's the idea. When I was you like, get drop standard oh, right. on your head, it's like, hey, here's what you should have done. It's like, yeah, good stuff. Let me know. <laughs> I, keep me was, I literally could have said, I was like, do I, do I sit to guard a little bit more or what do I do? And instead, I just kept trying to out wrestle the dude and with some mitigated success. So it just goes to show get drop sayadagied once, you know, shame on you. Get drop say an Augie twice. Well, maybe now I have your back. So I'm just saying. There you go. He's. I'm not sure that's very helpful to me, but I'll think about it. Um, Raf, that's gonna do it for us tonight here at the uh, Verbal Taptopia. It's time for some shout outs. The whole Jubera crew just making a guy get teary from a distance about the training love. What an atmosphere they've created uh so many people on the mats place keeps getting bigger and nicer they improved it again they added some hardwood paneling across things that really just adds a nice mystique and elegance to the place i'm i'm impressed so to the whole crew you really uh even from somebody who's not training the way it uh continues to seem and is i'm just excited to get back raf also to our friends that make some of these brands that are so helpful in the athletic world uh, i'm still using some ko sports gear rash guards 
still using all the time my North South Jiu Jitsu underwear. It's, uh, you know, everything from that to yoga for BJJ. There's a lot for us, even when we can't train. So that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's it for me in the shout out category. Well, let's start here. If you guys use the promo code verbal tap, Ooh. when you go to sign out, you will get $10 off right now. Entry is at $65. Everything's going to go up very soon. I would like to get you guys some money off, but I want you guys to come compete. Like I said, it's going to be in Orange County, USSGL, sub only. It's for gi and no gi. There will be cash prizes for people who win the absolutes. It's a whole love theme. There's going to be maybe, I don't know. I don't want to say like it's homecoming, but like it might be. Um, so we want you guys to come have fun with us, come train. You know, we're, we're going to be at the house every day uh, getting ready for it and getting people all stoked and, and set for it. But we want you guys to be a part of it. So if you wouldn't mind sharing the the post that we do about it, you know, getting your crew to come on in. Um, we want it to be a fun time for all parties involved. So that's what I got going on for you guys. All right. Shout outs. First and foremost, Valley Martial Arts Center. B- v- Back. That was a that was a big shift in pitch. It's trying to give it a <laughs> dramatic Titanic type thing. No, it, it it I I don't know that you accomplished it, but it definitely was dramatic. So let's see this. Um, had some great training over there. You know, a lot of the guys were indulging me training a little bit more wrestling, and I couldn't be happier about it. Um, wrestling in the gi much harder. Uh, wrestling though is much easier in nogi when nobody's drop sand hogging you so i guess there's that um yeah it's gonna live with me for a while i'm gonna be live i'm haunted by that jesus straight onto my fucking forehead dead i know know. there's just there's just nothing to live for highlight reel flash dude it just you know what's really dumb is i have like essentially a gif version of my point of view in my head going on where it just replays over and over again, where I'm just like, Oh no, it's happening again. It did it. It did it. Uh, anyway, uh, no Valley martial arts center has been great. Uh, I believe, uh, we'll have a little bit of training there throughout this week. And then, uh, next week, I think we resume after the new year, our normal schedule. So come take some trains with us over that way. I also want to shout out the Los Angeles, a jitsu club. The guys have been, on a tear right now they've already got some plans set in stone for i think the new year um if you guys are orphaned and you don't have a place to train i believe all the way till the fourth of the year of the new year of 2018 you guys will be able to come train with us i believe it's going to be noon so we're taking like christmas off and then i think we get right back to work on the 26th and then i think we're going to look into maybe you know, figuring out what we're going to train for on the uh, New Year's holiday. But if you guys are looking for a place to come train, it's noon training. We are switched from 8 a.m. to noon. So you guys can spend a little time with your family or get a little work done and come do it during lunch. But if you're looking for a place, come train with us over there. I also want to go ahead and shout out our good friend, Kent Peters, who has been a badass. You may see him from all of his very funny and great videos. He's the zombie-proof jujitsu guy. He is hilarious he's one of the homies he's celebrating his birthday today and uh he told me i had to shout him out so i guess that's kind of why i'm doing it if i'm being honest that works i mean it's really kind of how this works when, when you and, demand it 
And if I'm being so honest, we are uh, we decided to do something a little different this year. Instead of doing our traditional like holiday shout outs, we decided to do a contest where if you guys wanted to get your professor a gi, you would go to verbaltapcast.com and have them sign up for a competition. We are going to be running that through this next week. And then on next week's episode, we're going to announce who won that gi. So if you're listening to this right now and you know a professor who really, really, really deserves to get some acknowledgement, please nominate them because – we want to acknowledge some really cool people. Not every person competes who teaches. Not every person who teaches gets the credit they deserve. And not every instructor is known by the millions of people who listen to our show. Hundreds of millions, Kevin? Is that where we're at right now? Basically hundreds of yeah, millions. Yeah, basically hundreds of millions. So what we would like to do is, is send a, just a nice little gestured gift of uh, a gi and we've gotten some great submissions but i know so many more stories and people were asking me you know hey is it still done no we're still taking submissions throughout this next week so i believe probably until what kev like the first of the year i think we're taking Get submissions and do it in the next four to five days do it now <clears throat> yeah don't wait just do it now so take the time go away from your family you're already listening to this podcast or you're not paying attention to them go do it right now and let's get some true acknowledgments for those people. And we're going to read some of those uh, really amazing uh, uh, submissions that we got because uh, too many professors just uh, – they do too much good stuff. And, and even reading some of these so far has been uh, pretty spectacular. So hopefully that will be a fun thing that we get to do. So that's all I got. And I got to say this, guys. This is the last podcast of the year. Thank you very much before we finish. Five stars. For an incredible year for us because um, – You get five stars. You guys get five stars. But you could also give us five stars. That would be great. We and subscribe if you're not, not subscribing. Um, you guys gave us our, our biggest year yet in terms of numbers. And we continue to grow, but that's all you guys. And uh, you know, it's five years of doing this, all that sort of good stuff. But even though 2017 was a dumpster fire of a year, I guess, for the rest of things, you guys made it wonderful for us. So on behalf of myself and Kevin, thank you guys very much for being spectacular and awesome. And we hope that whatever the fuck you celebrate, you celebrate it well. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. Happy. Oh wait, am I supposed to come back no. to this one? No, happy holidays. No, BJ, you're not. Good night to. and good um uh-oh. Holidays? I don't know. I don't I don't know where I am. At this time.